Welcome to the Mama Outspoken Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jill. And I'm your other co-host, Bobby. Hi, welcome back to Mama Outspoken Podcast. We are on episode nine, where we're going to talk about sleep. So, title it Sleep Like a Baby. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, even the babies don't sleep. Yeah. Um, so, we'll stick some valleys. Bobby, will you go first? Sure. So my peak is Declan eating a variety of foods now and not being real picky about it. Um, he loves steak, broccoli, um, bread. Um, what else? Cheese. Loves cheese. Loves cheese. Crackers. Anything we eat. Yeah, pretty much. He'll take a bite of. And there's very, very few things that he's not been okay with. Yeah. So. That would be peak. Yeah. Um, Valley would be like now since he's been walking, he's been getting into a lot more stuff. And since he's growing taller, he's been reaching onto the counters, some low stuff and knocking over stuff, grabbing stuff, opening doors, opening doors, <laughs> the toilet, whatever he could get climbing his in and hands out of the tub. on. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. Climbing, climbing up on the couch and it's nice. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because now we just have to big proof everything. Yeah. And yeah. So what um, about you, Joe? My valley is that I'm feeling very frazzled or all over the place. Like I don't have a set routine for the day anymore. Like I have the baby's routine and that's it. And I've just been super lazy with doing things when he's awake. It's either... We're just hanging out playing or we're going out playing or we do errands. And I'm lacking on doing more things for myself during those times, like putting in my self-care. So um, I need to get back into that because it's really showing that I'm not enjoying things as much because I'm like overwhelmed with just not feeling like there's a routine or there's no structure to my day. So like I need to get back into my workouts and to meal planning and planning our days and different things that we can do. But that's where my valley is. I'm not feeling so organized right now. Um, and my peak is that we've had a successful first week of weaning from the breast. We've only done, so we started on Monday and he automatically did it himself and reach for the bottle to go to bed with instead of for the breast. So in the middle of the night, when he woke up that into Tuesday morning, I gave him breast and then it happened until the end of the week. And last night was the first night he slept through the entire night. And I did not give him any breast. And when he woke up, he got a bottle. So I'm super proud of both of us because we've made it now a full week to weaning off of it completely and had one successful day where we had no breast. So Hopefully it gets better. Yeah. I'm hoping that it just continues and whatever, because we're, I'm going away <laughs> yeah. in just like three weeks. So he's got to get done. Um, so those are our peaks and valleys. This episode, we are not drinking uh, just because of the timing of when we are recording it. It's a little too early where we are to go ahead and open something. Um, we probably should have had mimosas for this episode, maybe. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go ahead and get right into our conversation about sleep. And the title 
sleep it like a baby and everyone tells you, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps and oh, the baby slept like a baby, you know, it's so not, it's so not accurate. Babies sleep like babies is not that babies sleep. Well, it is. It's when they're sleeping, not what it gets to put them down for sleep. No, babies don't sleep for long periods of time. Like they just don't. That's why babies get up in the middle of the night so many times. So when you say you slept like a baby, it's really the opposite. No, I'm just talking about like naps and stuff. Like... No, I'm talking about the term, oh. like the phrase sleep like a baby. You know, oh my God, I slept like a baby last night where you, yeah. you slept hard. That is so not accurate. Babies don't sleep deeply and hard because they don't know how, how to yet. He's getting there. He is getting there, which is nice. You know, he's been sleeping through things. Um, but anyway, I figured we'll talk about sleeping like a baby. So how did we sleep with Declan when he was first born? Horrible. Um, <laughs> we did not sleep. I've talked about it before. Um, in the breastfeeding episodes that we ended up having to uh, bed share with him yeah. when he was a newborn because of the cluster feeding, the nursing con constantly throughout the entire night. Um, so there's different types of sleep that the, I guess it's the CDC recommends um, up to six months that you co-sleep it's called. And that's just sharing a room with a baby. Um, that means you have a crib or a bassinet next to the bed in the bedroom with you for the first six months of baby's life. You can move into their own room earlier than that, but whatever feels comfortable for you and your family. For us, Declan went into his crib in his own room at four months because I didn't want to sleep with the sound machine. That's I think when we started doing it. Um, but we did also bed share, which means having baby sleep in the same bed as you. Um, that is only recommended when following the safe sleep seven. And that is suggested for breastfeeding mothers because they have a connection with the baby still that there is this hormonal connection between mother and baby that allows mother's body to recognize baby's body and naturally not Roll crush over. baby or you know, there's just this sense that mother's body knows where baby's body is. <clears throat> um, it is not recommended that a baby sleeps between a breastfeeding parent and a non-breastfeeding parent because that non-breastfeeding parent would then still have the ability to roll over and potentially harm baby. So um, we always slept with me having the baby between the edge of the bed and me thing is that's also dangerous because our bed is what four feet off the ground yeah so um i would put a pillow on the opposite side of the baby so that way he had a pillow it was um like oh no a rolled up towel or yes, like a small did. pillow something that he wouldn't be able to tuck his face into um most times he ended up tucking his face into my body anyway so i don't really know how, you, know how he breathed i, I don't know how you avoid that but they just find this little crevice. Most times he was nursing anyway. So um, we also had this wonderful co-sleeper that goes in the bed. Um, there's a brand that everybody talks about. It's called Docatot. Um, we got an off version and it was fantastic. It's like a little rubber bump, not rubber, uh, a bumper. It was a foam bumper on the outside 
with a mat on the inside. So it was like a little mattress with a bumper around it. And it was travel size. So we were able to take it with us wherever we went. Um, it easily fit into our bassinet. So it was actually the mattress for our bassinet because we had an antique bassinet that I couldn't find a mattress that fit. So this one was perfect size for it. And he slept in that for the first four months of his life, either in the bed with us or in the bassinet. <clears throat> um, he even took his naps in there as well. Um, let's see what else. Naps were very random when he was a baby, yeah. baby, baby, um, sleep. He didn't go to sleep until probably we did around like 10 ish or so in the first few months. And then he slept until like seven, eight o'clock in the morning with me. Um, we slept well. I mean, granted we were up and down a yeah. lot throughout <clears throat> the night. Um, when he started sleeping in his own crib, he'd wake up two to three times a night. Um, and that was normal for a four month old, especially when that was breastfeeding. And there would be a few nights that we'd get like a full night's sleep at that point. It was random. Yeah. Um, but otherwise sleep was okay up until about four months because we had gone on vacation just before he turned four months old. And I think that screwed everything up. And with the teething and the vacation and the four months sleep regression, it was all around the same time. Um, he slept great on vacation and then we came home and that was the end of it. There was no more good sleep. Uh, we waited two months before we sought out help, but um, what else do I want to talk about? That's really it on that. Um, we got a sleep coach because he was waking up too many times throughout the night at an age where he shouldn't be. Um, and we were, I was losing sleep and Bobby was not helping out as much as I was hoping he would. <laughs> um, we were also breastfeeding and How he wouldn't take help? a bottle. So, and his sleep is important. Bobby's because of work and is what it is. So we decided to get a sleep coach after or a counselor after having had heard so many wonderful reviews about this one woman that we hired. Um, she came highly recommended to us and now we highly recommend her to others. And what was nice was it was already something that we had tried and were comfortable with doing. Um, there's a whole bunch of different methods on what they call sleep training or sleep coaching. Um, we had tried what they call the Ferber method. And that is intermittent periods of comfort when baby is trying to self-soothe. Um, so you start out, you put baby in crib, however you need to, uh, like soothe him to go to her to go to sleep, um, put in crib awake and let them fall asleep. And if they cry, wait three minutes and then you go in and you soothe, however that may be. So when you're first starting out, if that's a nursing or if it's rocking or shushing or patting back however your soothing method is and you do that for like two or three weeks where you every day you increase the amount of time that you wait to go back in and then you graduate from that because now they're spending longer time trying to figure out how to go down themselves um and then you start to take out your method of soothing so like i had to stop breastfeeding to go to sleep. Um, we just stopped that all together. And then we started rocking. I, you helped me do it and you would go in and you would rock him and then put yeah. him back down. 
And we kind of had a method between the two of us because Jacqueline does not like anybody else but me putting to sleep because I'm the one with the boobs. So he really hates it when Bobby comes in and really loves it when I come back in after that and yeah. kind of saves him. <laughs> so I'd always send in Bobby to do it first. That way he'd get all his crankiness out and be really upset first. And then I would come in and be, you know, super mom, save the day. <laughs> and he'd go to sleep instantly. I mean, not nice, but it was not a good instantly. tactic. No, he did, though. I soothed him back down. And he didn't wake up again. Oh. And if he did, it was the second one that, you know, by the third try, he was down. Yeah. But we always had you go in for the first one. There and was then, nights where it took a bunch of time. It, it was. And we always switched off on it then to try and keep that yeah. where you did it. And it was, we were successful with it. We completed her training, well, her coaching method. And, oh, my God, there were months that he slept through the whole night. Yeah. And then I, th I guess he got his teeth. And that's when it started. Like, and then we started waking, waking up, up one or two more times a night. And they were different times. And recommendation is you don't nurse until it's like after 4 a.m. So way it's like the next day. Um, and he's been doing it like if he wakes up, it's once sometime between 11 and 12. And then if it's twice, it's 11 and 12 and 4. But then lately it's been just around 4. Um, I know. We get some nights where he doesn't wake up at all. And some nights where he wakes up once or twice. Um, but I'm super glad we are done with the breastfeeding before bed because I think that's helping keep him go to sleep. Also, if he has a bottle before bed. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other thing I, I wanted to talk about was naps. Um, he's been a really good napper and naps were the first thing that we were able to um, succeed at with the sleep coaching. And we can pretty much put him down almost anywhere for a nap and he'll go down. So we do it when we go camping um, at other people's houses. Um, Best time is when we're going somewhere and he falls asleep in the car. You, most of the time, he'll fall asleep in the car. Uh, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it all depends. Um, like two days ago, I was able to do it. And he, we went on a five-minute drive. Literally, the place we were going was five minutes down the road. And he, he fell asleep in the car. It was his nap time. So I cannot blame him for falling asleep then. But... I was able to get him out of the car seat and into a stroller without, and he woke up a little bit, but he went right back to sleep. So the transfer was fantastic. And then we ended up walking around the park that we went to for 45 minutes before he woke up. So it wasn't his full nap. It was 45 minutes short, but he did, did still nap and we transferred successfully. We did the same thing yesterday where we traveled a little bit. And I mean, our drive was a good 40 minutes, yeah. a half hour, maybe. And he slept that whole car ride, which we expected and knew he would do. Um, but when he does that, and he doesn't get a full nap. He ends up sleeping again on the ride home. So like he slept on the ride out and then he slept on the ride home. Yeah. So and he kind of made up for not fully and sleeping. In between, yeah. Our, we went to two places. So in between he felt, oh no. No, he didn't. We were too close for that. Um, but the naps have been good and we have not been able to introduce any like lovies or sleep aids. He doesn't like them. He throws them out of the crib. Um, there's a few things in there now with him and I have there in case if he wakes up early and would play with them, but he doesn't do that either. I mean, if you're an infant or 
toddlers waking up at random times like and it's not like you don't think it's normal or like i mean <clears throat> they should be sleeping at a certain point mm-hmm. like you said before like they should have a certain sleep schedule by um, their yeah an age um wake hours they're called um so babies should be sleeping a certain number of hours a day it's so like when they're infants it's like 20 hours a day they're supposed to be sleeping. And then as they get older, that number decreases. But like right now he's supposed to be sleeping like 14 to 15 hours a day. And that's throughout overnight and with naps. And then you have at certain ages, their wake windows or wake times. And so like Declan is supposed to be awake for two hours, asleep for two and a half hours, awake for three hours, asleep for two and a half hours, awake for three and a half hours, and then asleep for 11 to 12 hours. And that's how we plan our day is with those wake windows. So he wakes up at six, we go to bed at, we do a nap at nine, and then he wakes up at 10.30. Um, Sometimes he'll wake up later, but then we still keep that three and a half hour window next. And then we go to bed around two, depending on when he wakes up, we might push it back to 2.30 or three o'clock. And then he sleeps for another hour and a half, and then we'll get us to bedtime. So if he slept late, for both naps, bedtime gets pushed back to like instead of 7.15, it's now 7.30 or 8 o'clock, depending on the timing. And we have found that that works for us. Um, it doesn't always work for everybody. Yeah. And also, if you do get a sleep trainer, the first like getting them, well, if depending on if it's the naps or getting them down at night, just kind of like you can work around it too for his nap schedule, still able to go out and yeah, we do plan, stuff, plan around his naps. His naps out. <laughs> We're like, okay, he goes down at this time, he wakes up at this time, great. So like on Sundays, we can either do breakfast before nine or we could do brunch after 10.30, like say 11, um, or we can go to family's house at whatever time. Like, well, I, the reason we're recording this early is we have an event today so we're like, okay, maybe we can get him to take either a longer nap in the morning so that way we don't have to have a nap in the afternoon. Or if his sleep schedule is a little bit different, we can plan two because we will just have to either forfeit one or get one before or on the drive. It really um, doesn't affect him if we skip one no, that much. No, it does so, not. But it's not like we're skipping them every day. Right. It's here and there. Um, but yeah, then we like, okay, so we have a two and a half, three hour window here. Let's go grab lunch and visit a brewery and then get back home for his nap. And then we can go back out if we want. Or like yesterday, we planned it where, <laughs> I don't know how we planned it this way, but we did. But the nap ended up corresponding at the same time as our first long drive. Yeah. So a long leg of the drive, which was perfect timing. Um, so we have planned it that way around our schedule. And then there was one other thing that you had just said too. Oh, with this sleep training or with sleep in general, um, when you are trying to get baby to go down and the crying happens, it is not a bad thing that baby cries at all, but it creates pressure. That's just there. It's not like it's anybody's fault that you feel pressured by crying. Um, because I feel it, I feel overwhelmed and anxious, and I need to go in there and take care of him, even though I know absolutely nothing is wrong, and he just wants a boob, or just wants me to sleep on, or anything else. 
because I know I put him down with a clean diaper and his belly was fine. So I have to just sit and wait until my time is up where I can go in and soothe him or um, I actually have to turn the volume down off of the monitor so I don't have that crying sound blasting in my face and all I have to look at is him on the monitor and the, the noise level sound and I don't have to worry about actually hearing it and I feel a little bit better about that and it kind of calms me down because I know he's okay I'm watching him be okay just unhappy <laughs> um, meanwhile Bobby wants to do full cry it out and I tell him all the time I'm okay with it I just don't want to be here for it because it gives me anxiety and I'm not okay with that so He's got his method. I have my method. And when I'm the one doing it, we go by my method. So <laughs> just remember, parents, you have to compromise and work together. And if one of you finds a way that works and the other one's not happy with it, you may just have to let them do it when they're not around. Yep. So. Um, I'll let I, you know how that goes. Yeah. He'll be doing that when I go away <laughs> in a few weeks. Um. Falling asleep for other people is hard too. I know Declan will fall asleep fine for your mom and my mom so far. <clears throat> um, and he's fallen asleep for you in the past, yeah. um, for, especially for naps. Naps he's just freaking wonderful at. We have not tried bedtime with anybody else other than us. So um, we're going to have to practice some on bedtime so we can do overnights. But I guess that's it. I hope this was helpful. I hope we explained a little bit and told you a little bit more about what we did and how it works. Um, if you want to continue the conversation, we'd love to do that with you. Um, we'll tell you, I've mentioned her before who we use. Her name is Kariana and she has a company. It's called All The Sleep. So you can find her on Instagram. And she now is, did partner up with a nesting place as well. And she does a few live classes with them. She's not local to us. So everything that she did was virtual. Um, and it was easy peasy, fantastic. Really, we were comfortable doing the training on our own. But I just needed that accountability from somebody outside that would push me to make sure I did it right. Or the way that I needed to do it and be good at it. So um, look her up. Look other coaches up. See who works for you. And if you need them, go for them. If you're able to do it on your own. There's a whole bunch of free Facebook groups that have suggestions or um, there's also a few support groups for it that are online or in person. So reach out to them. There's plenty of people that are willing to help and give advice. Uh, I hope that works for you. And we'll talk to you on our next episode. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next week.